Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. We talked about parenting, and we gave some issues or some principles about about parenting. This Sunday, this month, we want to talk about marriage. And actually, everyone should have your sermon notes. If you do not have a copy of the sermon notes, raise your hand, and our guys will get one to you. We got a couple up here: Dustin, Dan, right here. Some. Hold your hands up high, and these guys will get these to you. But today, we're going to talk about marriage, and uh, primarily with marriage, we're going to talk about one word. That seems to not get a lot of attention anymore in our culture, and that is the word commitment. A commitment in our marriage, and a commitment in our relationship, and a commitment one to another. So that's what we're going to start unpacking. If you look in your summary notes, I think I put in there, when you got married, you recited your vows. And when you took those vows, you made a commitment. You made a commitment to God. You made a commitment to your spouse. You made a commitment to your family. You made a commitment to your friends. You made a commitment to the community. You made a commitment to everyone that cares about you. Okay? That's what we're going to unpack a little bit. And actually, we're going to talk about seven different areas or seven different commitments uh, that I think, we think, are important that we have instilled in our marriage. Okay? Okay? So we want you guys to have a successful marriage. Now, let me put out a disclaimer, okay? If you are in a second or a third marriage, here's what I want you to know. And you've gone through the, the bitterness and, and the hardness and the, the sadness of a divorce. Here's what I want you to know. You are not a second-class, second-rate Christian, okay? I want you to understand that. I want you to know that if you've experienced a divorce, that there is an amazing grace called forgiveness, Divorce is not, everybody say, is not. It's not. Divorce is not the unpardonable sin. Now, question, does God hate divorce? Yes. And the reason he hates divorce is not because he hates you. The reason he hates divorce is because he hates what it does, the pain that it causes, the division and the pain, actually, that can go down several generations through the act of divorce, okay? So as we talk about marriage, I don't want you to ever feel like that, that because you are in a second or a third marriage or whatever the case may be, that you're a second-rate Christian or that God is not happy with you. Let me tell you something. There's an, I, I love the forgiveness that we get from the Lord. We got to admit the divorce is wrong, right? Because we're going back on a commitment for whatever reasons. And, and I realize there's a lot of different variables and things that come into play. And I've done a tremendous amount of marriage counseling over the years. And I understand all of that. But just say, God, forgive me and move on, right? And rise up and make the marriage you're in right now the very best that it can be. Get it? 
Good. All right. So that's the disclaimer. So we will continue from this point on. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay. So before we actually get started, we've got seven of these. We're going to tag team these. I'm going to hit the first one. She'll get number two. I'll get three. She'll get four and so forth and so on. And we're going to run our way down through these seven different areas of commitment. Okay. So you pray for us as we try to share with you. One more disclaimer. We are not a perfect couple. I have a perfect wife, but she does not have a perfect husband. Okay. I understand that. And so don't put the, I won't put that disclaimer. We're not perfect. We're just people that love the Lord, love each other. We love you. And we just want to try to share some things from God's word and things we have experienced that have helped us be married for 34 years, right? Coming. What's this month? March? Yeah. August. August will be 34 years. Okay. All right. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for our time together. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to share some things that you have taught us in these 34 years. We ask your blessings on each one. We pray you open our hearts and our minds and our ears and help us to receive exactly what it is that you need us to hear today. And Lord, I don't know what's going on in the hearts and the lives of anyone that's sitting here today. But Lord, you do. And I just pray there's something that we can share today that will be encouraging, something we can share that will help someone. Maybe there's one or two of these things that you will finger around in our heart about, and it's something that we can work on. And Father, we just pray that you meet with us today and meet every need in our congregation. May you be honored and glorified in everything that's said and done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Commitment number one, take out your sermon notes, if you will, and jot down this word, commitment number one, as we talk about commitments to a successful marriage. Commitment number one is simply oneness. Everybody say oneness. That's the commitment number one that God desires for you and for your marriage and for your spouse is that you guys become one. Now, the passage of Scripture that I had Dustin come up and read is found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19. I want to look at verses 4 and verse number 6, and I think I'll have them on the screen here for you. Matthew 19, verse 4 and 6. It says, At the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall... Say the next word. Leave. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united. I want you guys to say the bold, underlined word, okay? Let's start over. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall. So this whole idea of oneness, it's not something that I thought of. It's not something that marriage counselors have thought of. It's something that God penned in his word that we are to be as husband and wife. We are to be one. Now, the scripture says, go back to verse number six, if you will, or verse number five, Charlie. Scripture says that we are to leave and be united and become one flesh. I like to say leave, cleave, and weave. Whenever we get married, we leave our mother and our father. And that doesn't mean you don't communicate with them. It doesn't mean you don't do things with them. It just talks about the loyalty. It's the umbilical cord that has to be severed of loyalty and dependence to mom and dad. Now that is to each other, right? To the spouse. So we leave, and then the Bible says we're to be united or cleave together, and then we weave ourselves together and become one flesh. So that's what we are to be. We're to be one. We're to be one in everything. One spiritually? Yes. 
Matter of fact, guys, do you realize Scripture teaches you and every, every young man that I have and, and young couple that has stood before me and I've walked them through a marriage ceremony, they know, they've heard me say this, guys, it's your responsibility to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, right? So it's your responsibility. If she's not as spiritually mature as you think she should be, it's not her fault, it's Hello? Yeah. Because you are to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Think what all Christ did for us, right? i got to stop. I can't preach on all that stuff. We'll never get oh, through this. But here we go, okay? Oneness. we got to be one spiritually. we got to be one emotionally. we got to be one, obviously, physically. We've got to be one in everything. Matter of fact, You'll just, you'll, have you seen those people that after they've had their dog for so long, they start to look like their dog? <laughs> have you seen that? Isn't that amazing? There's some ugly dogs out there, and I don't know how those people got so ugly. Have you seen that? It's none of you, okay? Figuratively speaking, out there. You've seen those. The same thing applies even in our marriage. After you've been married, you get to where you can finish each other's sentences, right? I mean, she can start a sentence, and I usually can finish it. Or we do a lot of counseling together, and she'll say, I've got something I want to say to that, and I know exactly what she's going to say, and boom, she will drive that thing home. Why is that? It's because we have developed over the years. The first year, she said, was very rocky. I didn't see it that way. I thought it was amazing. It was rocky. She said the first year was very rocky. I don't know. I mean, I've, but anyway, over the years, we have developed oneness, okay? Simply because we share everything together. Even finances are one. Scheduling is one. And it's an amazing thing today. You can put your calendar on these phones, and you can invite a guest to an event. And whatever she's got going on, she invites me. Whatever I've got going on, I invite her so we know oneness even in our scheduling, oneness in our time, oneness in everything in our life. Okay? There's a whole lot more we could say about that. But there has to be that commitment to oneness. Okay? Okay. Our second commitment is positive communication. Okay? Whenever you go to a restaurant and you're sitting there at a restaurant and you can look around, can you tell, if you're looking at couples, can you tell who has been married just for a short amount of time or for a little bit of a time or who's been married for a long amount of time? Can you guys just tell by looking at that? You guys are smiling at me. Have you ever seen that? Well, sometimes you can tell they're, they're not even speaking. Sometimes they're having fun. I remember the other day we went to Culver's. If you guys are ever missing us or you can't find us, go to Culver's. You'll find we're us there. at Culver's, yeah. <laughs> we're at Culver's all the time. But we were sitting there, and we were laughing and carrying on, and we looked right beside of us, and there was a family. The mom had an iPad. The dad had his phone. The kids had their things. Do you know, we watched, they never spoke the whole time. They didn't even look up from those, that, that stuff they had. They didn't even look up. So, I mean, the parents weren't even communicating. The kids weren't communicating. They didn't even know what was going on in each other's lives. They were just eating. It, you could hear a pin drop at that table. Um, that, is, that is just 
that to me that is just so sad. That is just the perfect time that you can share with your spouse. If it's just you and him, you can share your day with your spouse as far as your, your communication, what you've done that day, what's coming up, you know, what, what are you excited about, what are you not excited about, how'd your job go. That is the perfect time, and that, the perfect time for you to talk to your kids as well is at the dinner table. And that, that family just missed that whole opportunity. Um, and the co- positive communica- communication is we, you want to always uplift your spouse. Um, I know if you guys have seen that example that John gave, I think he did a few months ago, with the toothpaste and he squirted out the toothpaste and you can never get those words back. Um, that's the same thing. Even if you are in an argument, John and I have purposely, I don't ever want to hurt him. To the, I mean, even if I am so mad at him, I'm just, I'm just about to die. Why, what I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if I am, I still don't want to hurt him. Okay, so when you're arguing, you always want to watch what you say, because I don't want to come back next week and him say, you know what, that really hurt me. That really hurt my heart. So be careful when you're even when you are in an argument, be careful what you say, because those words you can say you're sorry, you know, a week from now or an hour from now, but you still said them and that's going to pierce that heart. So be sure that when you are communicating, you're doing positive communication. You know, I, sometimes we, we kid we kid with Will and our kids. And I'm sorry, Will, you guys are kind of, I can throw you guys in an example. But Will did something really sweet for Kristen the other day. And I'm like, gosh, you made a deposit. You made a deposit in that relationship. And I tell Tyler and Megan that all the time. You always want to make a deposit in your relationship and not a withdrawal. Okay? A withdrawal is that negative, hurtful word that you're going to say. You can always find something positive. I don't care what the situation is. There's always something positive that you can find in every situation. So when you're talking to your spouse, you be sure to use positive communication and not negative. Okay? You want to always lift each other up. And that's the other thing, too, is you never want to make your partner, your spouse, um, the butt of the joke. John always knows that I have his back, and he knows that I know that he has my back. He's not going to put me out there in front of you guys. Well, he might, but yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. He's never going to try to hurt my feelings, or, or he, he always protected my feelings, and I'm always protecting his feelings. He never has to worry about me going to hurt his feelings you know, in front of you guys just to get you guys to laugh at him. Um, So remember that when you're out with your peers. Always make sure your spouse is elevated and not put down in any way. Okay? That makes sense? Get it? Good. All right. So committed couples, they do what? They communicate, right? They're having positive communication. Number three is this. We need to have this commitment to quality time together. Now, I'm talking about husband and wife, all right? spending quality time together. Listen, moms, those kids one day are going to grow up and they're going to be gone. And you're going to look across the other side of the living room and you're like, who is that old guy sitting over there? I haven't seen him in 20, 25 years. Then you get to spend the rest of your life with him, right? And unfortunately, and I shared with this with you several weeks ago, there's a lot of divorce that takes place in the empty nest stage of of marriages because they've drifted apart make your priority uh, i mean make your marriage a priority even when raising your family spend good quality time 
together. How many of you guys heard of Gary Chapman in the Five Love Languages? You know, yeah, great book, great study. If you haven't gone through that, I recommend that to you. Amazing study, amazing book. You need to discover what your love language is. You need to discover the love language of your spouse. That will help things in your marriage relationship. However, Gary Chapman says that quality time is one of the love languages that we give back to our spouse. And it's amazing how we need to, or it's amazing the difference that it makes in our marriage relationship when we are spending good quality time together. I'm talking about quality time together that is intentional. Quality time together that is, that is intentional, that is proactive, things that we're scheduling, things that are deliberately trying to get together to spend good quality time together. Okay, So it must be a top priority on your list. Now, I don't know about you. But I'm sure that your schedule and your calendar gets just as busy as the next person. How many has a busy calendar? I mean, how many of your days it seems like, when am I going to get a day just to rest, right? I mean, it seems like that's the world we live in today. However, do not neglect that time to spend good quality time with your spouse. Now, there's several ways you can do that. My favorite way to spend good quality time is to get Debbie and go on a walk. We live in Muscoota, and we love just walking in Muscoota. Now, unfortunately, in the wintertime, we're kind of, I don't know. We're snowbirds. Held captive. <laughs> we don't, you won't see us till spring, and then yeah. we'll pass Kathy all the time. Yeah. She walk, she's very faithful. She walks now, but I, we're cold. Yeah, no, so. we're not getting out there when it's cold, right? But anyway, my favorite way to spend quality time with Debbie, and I'll come home from work or whatever it is that I'm doing, and I'll say, let's just go for a walk. Now, it doesn't cost any money. It doesn't cost anything extra. Matter of fact, there's so many positive good things that comes out of that. But the thing that I love most about it is that we get to talk. And we talk the entire time that we're walking. We talk about everything. We talk about our day. We talk about our life. We talk about the kids. We talk about the church. We talk about you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But we spend time together talking, right? It's amazing what that does to your marriage whenever you can spend that good quality time together. Now, here's what I want you to do. Everybody right now, I want you to take out your phone. Do we have calendars on our phones? Most of us do. I want you to look to your spouse right now. Go ahead and do this. We're going to wait on you. Take out your phone. Right now, I want you to put an event on your calendar to where you are going to spend some quality time with your spouse. Okay. Right now, put it on the calendar. Look at your calendar. Plan out next week. What does it look like? Maybe Monday and Tuesday is just slam-packed. You can't do anything. Maybe Wednesday at lunch you can go out for lunch or you can go for a walk or do something. There's something that you can do together to spend some good quality time together, okay? So I want you to put it on your calendar right now. You got it on there? Keep doing it. I see some of you working at it. This is important. You got to schedule it. You're going to put it on the calendar. You're going to make it happen. You're going to spend some quality time together. Right? Put it on the calendar. Make it happen. Now, let me give you some ways that you can spend quality time together. You can cuddle on the couch. I love doing that. Don't you? Those Sunday afternoon times where you just fall asleep together on the couch. Isn't that? That's so spiritual. Man, that's fantastic. Right? That's good. Good quality time together. I like to, we like to drive. Here's something else that we enjoy doing. We enjoy exploring new places. 
We like to go and see things we've never seen. And I'm not talking about travel across the country. I'm talking about getting your car and go to the next county or just go south and north and just kind of look in some towns, look in some places you've never been before and find somewhere to eat there. That's one of our favorite things to do, right? We like to just go somewhere into some town we've never been and find a restaurant and eat there or find something. I mean, it's just little things you can do to spend good quality time together. And it's, let me just tag a little bit, run a rabbit trail on that. Um, spending quality time, they, you know, there's, your husband may like different things than what you like. Um, and that is okay, but you want, to, you want to go and do some of those things with your, and this goes both ways. Um, like, I'll just be honest, I have never liked NASCAR racing, okay? But my husband loves it. So, to spend time with him, because I wanted to do what he wanted to do, I wanted to be with him, I would sit on that couch, and I would watch, rest, I mean, the, the uh, not wrestling. Heaven no, I don't like wrestling. No. Racing, racing, okay? I'd watch the beginning, because I love the singing part, and then I'd fall asleep, and then I'd watch the end, okay? But I was doing that with John, because John loves that, and I want to spend time with my husband, okay? You guys getting that part? So... But now I like it. Okay? Woo! I like it. Yeah, okay? right? We even have, I still just like, I still just do what I do. I watch the beginning, I fall asleep, and I wake up for the end. I still do that, but I still love watching racing with him. Now we even have our own family fantasy racing. They're all in it now. So, <laughs> so but that's what I'm saying. If, and, because, you know, even bike riding. Say your husband likes to bike ride. Go, go bike riding with your husband or your spouse. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm talking because of him, but it goes both ways, okay? If, if your wife likes to watch those uh, Christmas shows, oh, mercy. Okay, guys. Oh, here we go, yes. right? Yeah? How, he didn't like those how many, in the how many of you? How many of you guys, oh, first of all, how many of you ladies really love those Hallmark, Hallmark. Yes, raise your hands, uh, ladies. Get it high. They're so yes. cheesy, aren't they? I yes. mean, you can watch five minutes of it. You know exactly what the whole thing. You know who the good guy is. You know who the bad guy is. You know who she's going to fall in love. Yeah, you yeah. know that stuff, right? Yeah, but he hated it. And now he likes it. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I think that's a stretch. <laughs> now he likes it. He'll watch them with me. So I I'm love, just saying. I love spending quality time with you. I know. Right? But see, it starts like that. <laughs> you just pick something. Because let me tell you something. If you don't do, do things with your spouse, somebody else will. Yep. Say that again. Okay? Listen, let that sink in. That's important. If you don't do things with your spouse... Somebody, Somebody else, else will. will. Okay? I mean, we were laughing about that, and it's funny, but it's serious, too. If you don't take care of your spouse, somebody else will. Okay? Somebody else will ride their bike with him or her. Somebody else will watch those movies with them. You've got, you got to take care of your marriage. That's, that's an amazing point, and that's very good. And it's even also true of positive communication. Guys, you ought to tell your wife all the time she is the most beautiful thing you have ever seen. Don't let her leave the house until you've told her she looks beautiful today, that you love her today. Because if you're not speaking those words of encouragement and those positive affirmations into her heart and into her life, I promise you there's some dude out there that thinks she's hot. Right? Yes. yes. And I don't want him telling her that. Right? I want to tell her that. 
I want her to know that, hey, her husband thinks she's hot. And vice versa, And it right? goes vice versa. You women, you need to step up and you need to, you need to elevate your husbands. You need to tell them they look nice. You know, you need to be there supporting them because some other lady will. Okay? Yeah, that's that's just a point. little sidebar. Okay. That was free. It's still your turn. <laughs> oh, it's still it's my your turn. turn. Okay. All right. The fourth commitment is growth. Okay? In order for the married years to get better and better, you have to commit yourself to grow in your marriage. Did you hear what I said? Commit yourself, not him. I've got to commit myself to making my marriage grow. When we got married, I didn't set out to change John. You can't change, you can't change them. You've got, you got to work on yourself. Okay, so commitment to growth is myself growing, and um, instead of doing what you can do to better your husband, do do what you can do to better yourself. Okay, and then it'll it'll do do special things. I do special things for your spouse. Don't always say, okay, I want it for me. I, I want I want this special treatment. I want me 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 me. Instead, look and do special things for your spouse. Always try to put them first. And this goes both ways. Put them first. I know my husband loves ice cream. Okay? That's why you can find us at Culver's every Sunday just about um, and every other day. Me and Megan have boycotted. When we ask us where we want to go eat, anywhere but Culver's. <laughs> now, Tyler even has an app on his phone that gives him the ice cream flavor Brandy of the day too. from yeah. Culver's, right? The Albright's are just like that. The they Albright's. must like it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So but growth, growth is important. And in your marriage, it's important that, guys, that, that you are growing as a man, that you're growing as a husband. You know, I want next year's, uh, next year's marriage year to be better than the last year. I want to grow every year as a man. I want to grow and learn how to be a better husband. I want to grow and learn how to be a better father. I want to grow and learn how to be a better Christ follower, how to be a better Christian. I mean, you're always growing. Listen, when you stop growing, you stop learning. And when you stop learning, you stop leading. Are you with me? And I'm talking to the guys right now. Guys, you're the leader of the house. You're the head of the home. As God, listen, there's three institutions that God ordained and put in order, right? One is the home, one is the church, and one is government. And he placed an order in all three of those ordained institutions, right? So, guys, you must commit yourself to growing as a man. Grow in your love for your wife. Grow in your love for your family. Grow in your love for the Lord. Grow in your love for the church. Grow spiritually. Grow physically. Grow mentally. Grow intellectually. Always be learning. Be a better dad. Be a better husband. And learn how you can do that. And that's called growth. And there has to be that commitment to that. Both husband and wife. You right? know, and I was saying, John likes ice cream, so I make sure I have ice cream at home. And I know that's just a little thing. You'd probably think, oh, my goodness, that is so petty. That is not petty. He, that is not petty. No. He loves, he loves ice cream. So I love to surprise him while he's watching racing. Go fix him a big old, I mean, it's a Jethro glass of ice cream. It's like this tall from this. It's full of ice cream chocolate and pour milk on top of that with, oh my mercy, a cup of hot, I mean, chocolate syrup on it. That is just, that is, that is what he likes. But I make sure he gets that. 
You know, just because I want to serve and I'm and I want to like if you're if you're irritated with your spouse, she's helping me grow, right? Yeah. If you're irritated, if things are irritating you about your spouse, don't just nag them. Don't just fuss at them. Look and see what you're doing yourself. What am I doing to 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 either put fire on this relationship? What am I doing to encourage him? Don't try to change your spouse. Look and see what you're doing to 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 make this marriage better. Man, there's so many okay? points he's hitting on right there, and I just thought of another one. You know, when she was saying don't nag, oftentimes the only communication that we have in our marriages is, is that we're telling each other what each other's doing wrong. Yes. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Don't ever say this. Why don't you be more like, oh, don't ever say that. Right? That goes back to positive That's another thing about that positive. That's hurtful. Yeah. That is okay. hurtful. Those words hurt. Okay. okay. We got to roll, mother. We okay. got to roll. Go, go, okay. go. Here's another commitment. Commitment to growth, also commitment to faithfulness. All right? You've got to make a commitment in your heart and in your life that you are going to be faithful to your spouse. And you're not going to allow anyone else to come in and break that. One of the most practical ways of reminding yourself that you are taken is your wedding ring. Don't ever take it off. I mean, don't ever take it off. Some guys say, well, i got to take it off because of my job. I cannot have a metal band. I understand that. I think they're more comfortable. I have a silicone wedding band. I love this thing, right? We do a lot of hiking. We do a lot of camping. We do a lot of outdoor activities. And my big metal ring always was in the way. And I didn't like taking it off and leaving it behind and what have you. So I bought this on Amazon. I think I gave $4 for it or 5 And that was probably too expensive, right? But what it does, it reminds me that I'm taken. And I've committed myself to be faithful to my wife. Therefore, I do not allow anybody to share in the emotional strength that I may need. So therefore, guys, I'm going to speak to the guys and you can speak to the ladies. But, and even ladies can do this as well. Take this point for consideration. Don't go on the job and unpack all of your emotional needs to someone of the opposite sex. Everything that you're struggling, may be struggling with or a problem that you may be having and, and you may feel like, well, I can just talk to my coworker so much easier than I can talk to my spouse. That should be a red flag, right? So you cannot allow any, anyone to come into that space that is reserved for just your spouse. You must remain faithful to your spouse. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's one of the commitments. And my tablet just turned off here. I've got something else I want to say about that. Here's something else. And I put in my notes here. Let me give you some advice. Be careful where you look. Be careful what you say. Be care- careful how emotionally close you get to the opposite sex. So we've just got to have our guard up is all I'm saying. So that commitment to being faithful one to another. And I'll say something else on that. Um, Dave is John's is John's best friend here, and you know we I love Dave. He is he is just like a brother to us. But as close as we are to Mr. Dave, y'all know Dave. I would never text Dave alone. If I'm texting Dave for something, I put John in the text. Okay, it's a group text. 
That is just protecting myself. That's protecting Dave. That's protecting, I mean, the whole thing. That's how far you have to go in order to protect your marriage, okay? And, and you don't want to be talking and sharing with the opposite sex the things that you don't want to talk about your spouse to them. Okay, you talk to your spouse. He should be your best friend. That's who you want to share things. But you got to put safeguards in on everything else. We, I don't go eat lunch with no male by myself. I don't. Mister Dave are very close, but we wouldn't go eat lunch together. We, you got to put protection in there. We we don't we don't talk. We you, we don't meet with anybody. And you guys should put that same same safeguards in your life. You know, that way you can guard your relationship with your spouse is where you are doing only things like that with your spouse and you're including your spouse if you're talking to somebody else. Does that make sense? Get it? Okay. Here's a few more things, just kind of a list of things. I'm going to just throw them out there. Here are a few ways to protect your faithfulness. One, wear your wedding ring. Two, don't flirt. Don't be alone with the opposite sex. Avoid secrets. Let your spouse know the where's and when's and who's and why's of your schedule. Run all gifts of favors to the opposite sex past your spouse. Talk positively about your mate. Flee areas of romantic sexual temptations. Remember the great times you had together. Recognize how much unfaithfulness would hurt your spouse, your children, your reputation. Don't discuss sexual issues with members of the opposite sex. Pray for your marriage. And the list goes on, but I'll stop. So many different ways that you can protect your marriage in this area of being faithful. So you have to commit to that, okay? Let's get these last two real quick. Okay, the next one is commit to honesty. Lies and secrets and silence create deep cracks in your relationship that can break apart the best marriages, the best of marriages. The two of you are one, and within one, there needs to be nothing hidden. Okay? Don't keep secrets from your spouse, and don't lie. If you tell one lie, guess what? You have to tell another one to cover it up. Tell another one to cover it up. Don't lie to your spouse. You're, you, they should be your best friend. And don't keep secrets. Just, just share everything. Okay? Okay, and the last one is commitment to the long haul. And I've kind of already touched on this one at the beginning of my message. But you want to make a commitment that you're going to be with your spouse all the way until death does you or do you part. Okay? So make that commitment. We know what divorce does. We know it damages. It damages children. It damages families. It damages the community. It leaves scars. It leaves emotional scars. Uh, beliefs can be rocked. Your spirit can be shaken. Traps that you fall into. So just be careful that you don't fall into that. And as I said, if you've gone through divorce, you're not a second-class Christian. God still has an amazing plan and a journey for your life. Surrender your life to him. Give him your marriage. Make your commitment to all of these things that we've talked about, and I think you can enjoy a happy marriage, okay? All right, anything else we need to cover real quick? Well, if you are young married couples, right now you take the word divorce out of your vocabulary, okay? You should commit right now to remove that. I don't care if you argue, whatever you argue about, Divorce should never be an option, okay? You always can work things out. Just put, put each other first. Even if you're older and married, just remove that word. Just work through things, love each other, commit to each other, and you guys will have a happy marriage. Yeah, divorce. Just keep divorce out. It's yeah. not even an option. And I'm thankful you did that. I didn't even realize we had a rocky first year. That first year is hard. Does anybody else think that? Years, I'm like, really? I'm Raise hard. your hand if you think the first year is hard. You got to get used to picking up everything. You got to get used to everything. It's not easy, so it was not fun all, all the time. 
<laughs> well, it's not fun all the time, but John and I both decided a long time ago we were taking that divorce. That's what we talked about. We're taking the word divorce out. We're not going to divorce. We are going to work on this. It's going to be hard. It's not always going to be easy. And if anybody tells you it is easy, they're lying. I thought it was easy. It's not. It, am I the only one who thinks it's easy? It, not easy. It's not easy all the time. You get mad at each other, but you just have to figure out a way that you can positive, positively handle the situation and encourage and uplift and not tear down. Okay? All Put right. each other first. All right. Well, I hope that helped. I'm going to ask the band to come on up. hope that was an encouragement to you and helped you and gave you some areas that maybe you could pay attention to and look at. And uh, just uh, spending quality time together, I think, is huge. A lot of these things will take care of themselves if you do that. If your spouse becomes your best friend, and that's really what needs to take place. Uh, so anyway, God bless you. We're going to do this every second Sunday of the month, we're going to call time out, whatever series we're in. We call it hashtag Family Sunday at Victory Church. Uh, so thank you guys for being here today. Why don't we pray together? Let me pray for you. Pray for your marriage situation. Uh, for the singles that are here, pray that uh, God just leads you in the right path and direction and brings the right individual along your way. Father, we just love you so much. We thank you for your amazing salvation that you've granted us through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads and guides and directs us in everything that we do. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to share with our church family today. We just pray that there's been something said that's been encouraging to those that are here today. Help us to have strong families here at Victory Church. Victory Church is only as strong as our weakest family. And it's important that we grow our families spiritually and mature in you. Lord, we just pray that you bless each one. Keep us in your mercies and your grace and keep us in the center of your will. Bless everyone that's here. Help us to have an amazing week. Help us to tell others what a great God you are. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with, or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360, or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us. Thank you.